Listener Production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One... You are, you are, you are. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> you are. Is no, what, I am. Is what policemen would say uh, if they were saying hello, hello, hello in the Nunundurra region, Ham. It's the Nunundurra language, sorry. Fantastic. Uh, Central, Central Australia. Central Western Australia. Western Australian desert. And the this came in from Ben who said that they listen to the podcast while hunting Goanna. Awesome. In the Nunundurra area. Now, that is an iTunes chart I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Under podcast. There's a lot of specific charts. Yeah. Goanna hunting podcasts. Not about Goanna hunting, no. but nice background info. <laughs> nice little background, little background ambience to have yes. uh, as you're throwing down a couple of G nets. <laughs> I don't know how you get a Goanna. Probably not a net. Oh, it might be. Could be a G net. Could be a G net. Yeah, yeah. Or a, a no, maybe it's a G spear. Probably a spear. Yeah, yeah. That's that'll. In the, in the age-old battle of Goanna versus Spear, yeah. Spear has often won. Avoid of them. Yep, whether you're a you spooker, are. a spearer, a, a trapper, a yeah. kicker, because several guys involved in a Goanna hunt, no doubt. You go, One's going to spook the Goanna, so he runs the other way. Yeah. One's going to trap him, so he goes the other way. Yeah. One might kick dust up <laughs> to confuse him, and then the Spearer comes in. So whatever role you play in the hunt, yes. um, feel free to correct us if we've slightly got that wrong. I, I doubt highly it. doubt we I have. Doubt it. I, I think it. by simply guessing our way through it, we've, we've nailed it. Um, what an honour. To be listened to and a go in a hand. Yeah, I'm another honour here. Straight into it. I uh, this is. I mean, the NBA Finals is on at the moment, big time. LeBron James has just made his eighth final series in a row. Even if you're not into basketball, get, get, getting a bit of a name for himself now, not LeBron. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge. It's taken feat. him this long, yep. eight in a row, for people to go, okay. <laughs> What, yeah, you're in. You've, you've found the career that you, it suits you the best. <laughs> yes. We're not going to get you across the shop put anymore. His We've career counsellor who said, I think you should go into the NBA, is finally breathing a sigh of relief <laughs> because it's beginning to look like you pushed him in the right direction. Yeah. Um, hey, watching a bit of basketball as it gets to the pointy end of yeah. the season in the American basketball, one question came up for me. And I needed to be answer, answered no, by an Australian champion. And it's not me. It's not you. No. And, he's, and he's opted for a different champion. We've got someone on the line who has played alongside LeBron James. Got a ring, baby. He has won a championship with Cleveland Cavaliers. He plays the Milwaukee Bucks at the moment. Matthew Delavadova. It's Hamish Nandy here. Delhi the funky homo sapien. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> How's it going, boys? Yeah, really you, I bet you get that heaps. Remember the hit 90s artist, Del the Funky Homo Sapien? But everyone calls you Delly the Funky uh, Homo Sapien. I must have missed that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I missed it as well, mate. Put your ear to the ground. People are saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Della David, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us, mate. Um, thanks, Delly. Andy told me to he said, look, I've got some questions Um Obviously, the finals uh, have been happening in the NBA. Something's got Ando's interest. Yep. And I said, yeah. And he goes, Can we, should we talk about it on the podcast? I said, feel free to bring it up. And then he has usurped me and gone, well, I think I'd rather call um, <laughs> an Australian sporting hero and talk to him about it instead. <laughs> yeah. So I'm slightly in the dark about what he wants to talk about, Delhi, but it is basketball related, so it seems like the right thing to do. All right, I'm a little nervous. Don't be. Don't good. be. Well, I mean, first question, this is not the main question. I've got two main questions. Oh, how exciting. Okay. And a sub-question, it sounds two, like. I'm gonna, a run-up, two main questions, <laughs> and then dessert. <laughs> first one, do you guys 
Do you guys watch the playoffs? Like, like I was wondering this too because, uh, you know, you've played with a lot of those guys. Uh, yeah. Like after we unfortunately lost to Boston in the first round, I, I didn't watch much of the second round. Uh, it was a little tough to watch, but I watched uh, this round and uh, obviously following Bainsey uh, pretty closely. Yep. They, they lost a close one last night. It, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, Aaron Baines is Australian. He plays for Boston. It was a close one yesterday. Um, the Australian, we're getting a pretty good team together at the moment. This is exciting. Are we thinking, are we, are we is there boomers talk already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, Obviously, I think we've got the, the most of these we've ever had in the NBA and uh, a lot of guys playing significant roles. So it's it's a really exciting time for Aussie basketball and I know we're all excited for, for the World Cup in 2019 and then the Olympics in Tokyo 2020. This is, this is what brings me to my question here. Okay, well, I've got one more question before Andy gets the big <laughs> stuff. Oh, no, maybe do it now. It seems like the right time in the conversation to Yeah, I've, I'll, I'll circle back for another big one, but this is the big one. All right. How do we feel about boomers as a name? Huge one. This is a big call. I, I love it. Okay. What you guys like it? <laughs> Feel I... free to hang up, Belly. I can't believe that was this was for that. Uh, what do you think? You want to rebrand the Boomers? Who do you think you are? Well, I was think about the history, <laughs> Gazy, etc. etc. Et <laughs> I just feel Luke like Luke Longley. We they're called the Dream Team, yeah. right? But that's American. They they taught themselves up. I know, and we're called the Boomers. I don't even know what a Boomer is. How dare you? And I. A boomer is a is a well loved Australian and, thing, and that animal. animal that is able to knock its opponent down with a sonic boom. <laughs> Very rarely seen. <laughs> okay, no, if we're all into it. Male kangaroo, but yeah. is, a, is a boomer a male kangaroo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish you did not know. that. I just thought you knew that. No, you did not, Deli. You knew that, didn't you? <laughs> I wish yeah. did, I yeah. wish you did not know that. Of course, I did, <laughs> mate. We're male kangaroos. The most Australian thing ever. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> Oh, I'm still not sure if it is. <laughs> Jack's googling it. Is, is, is a boomer a male kangaroo? Yeah, because it booms around, sounds like the thud of its tail creates a boom through the ground. Is that true, Matt? Yeah, yeah. That changes everything for me. I can't believe I, you didn't know that. I can't, you didn't know that until about three seconds ago. And a bouncer's a female. <laughs> boomers bouncers. <laughs> Jack, are you? Is it right? Yeah, can confirm. Can confirm. Okay, I, I take it completely back. So you should, mate. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> and you, you didn't know. How either. dare you? You, you've already done a one horrible thing with that mouth today, and besmirched the name of the boomers. <laughs> Don't you try and drag me into it. I knew from the get go. Boomer is a traditional Australian animal known as a kangaroo. <laughs> I was trying to tell you as you were trying to tear down our national identity. I was trying to jump in and save your career. Unfortunately, I was a little flat-footed. I was a little too late, and the damage might have been done. No. But I, I, I'm still okay. I've still, still got a position in the Australian media. Um, and so, Deli, I know you've got a bit of downtime at the moment if you want to come and do the podcast with me. Um, maybe it would be nice to have a guy on the show that knows his animals. <laughs> okay, first of all then, just following up this. Yeah. When did you find out that a boomer was a male kangaroo? At birth. Uh, I, I knew pretty early on, you know, following the boomers when I was growing up. Right, but, you looked um, it up then. Oh, I mean, I think... I'll, I'll give you a pass on that one. You're just going to have to come to uh, 
a few of our games, maybe in a kangaroo outfit. Yeah, How about that? Yeah, that? yeah, a male you, kangaroo. You got to be outfit. boom, boom, the boomer. <laughs> okay, okay. You've been, you've been to a boomer's game holding a kangaroo endo. I have. What a fraud! <laughs> you didn't even know what you were doing. <laughs> I thought it was some sort of analogy for dynamite. Did you? Shame on you. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, okay. Dalia, can I circle back to what we were talking about before oh about watching gosh. the playoffs? Um, do you only watch it with other basketball players or are there are some regular civilians in the room um, that you can give expert commentary to? <laughs> uh, I, I've been watching it with my wife's family, so oh, great. Uh, I've been talking to them. But they, they watch a lot of basketball, so they, they know what's but going on. But they haven't played with LeBron James, mm. so... Is it? I mean, I wouldn't be able to resist the temptation. I'd be almost probably asked to leave. But had I, were I in your position, how can you not all the time go? Oh yeah, LeBron does stuff like that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> can you not just be sitting there going, "Ha ha! I thought he might do that because when I played with LeBron, he would do similar things." <laughs> uh, I, I don't pull out the when I played with the LeBron line, but I, I do try to predict sometimes. Oh. He's going to go left and step back here, and they're like, all right, settle down. (laughs) (laughs) One final question. I think we might have asked you this before, and I think you dodged it, but this is the other big one. It's like, I saw LeBron do something great and then turn around to uh, a teammate, and they did a fairly long handshake. Not as long as the one Hamish and I posted on social media last year. That was was the longest. But surely they have to practice that. Yeah. There, there was a little bit of practice. So uh, when you're working so it out, when you're working it, like LeBron would be going, hey, we should do something funky here. Mm. Would he call the shots as to what the handshake I, Yeah, I, if I was the franchise owner, I'd be interested to know if that's happening on official practice time <laughs> or if that's extracurricular. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, it's usually on unofficial practice Extras. time. Extras, so okay. He, cool. he doesn't have to worry. Is everyone at your level, Delhi, like, do they go, right, guys, training's 10 to 12 Thursday? Or is it just, like, assume you'll be training all the time? Like, do they have to tell you? Is there uh, a stop time to training? Uh, it's it's pretty much assumed that yeah. you, you get a text message the night before saying exactly what time everything starts. Yeah. yeah. I just I think the last time I trained for a sport was year nine soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going, I got a text message before from Mr. Michalikopoulos going, oh, we need you for extra half hour. I'd be ropeable. But at that stage in my life, it wasn't my career. So I just, I do understand how different things can change. <laughs> Matthew Delamadova, thank you for joining us, mate. Thank you for clearing up the national treasure. That is the boomer love and you, the Dally. boomers. Sorry I about what be, Andy did. I will be at a game. I will be dressed as a boomer. And, and uh, We will be there pouchless. I repeat, pouchless, as is the want of the boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bud. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Matty. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. And uh, mm-hmm. been a few weeks now since the royal wedding, and um, I've come across two. I've eavesdropped two conversations in the last week. I feel, which is maybe I feel is getting a bit of a snapshot of a, something that could be happening in the world. Yes, I have eavesdropped two conversations uh, from. Older people, let's say 50s and 60s, yes. who are telling each other that they've watched the show Suits, which right. Meghan Markle used to be in. Have you ever seen it? Never seen a Suits I've myself. I've seen, seen promos. No. Yes. It lo- I've had people recommend it. I've heard Warney say Suits is excellent. It's one of those shows. Twitter like, or something. One of those shows where I hear. <laughs> like, so or, I, didn't, I didn't know Warney was into it. Yeah, I will yeah. watch it now. You know, like, oh, I got myself a beer sitting yeah, down yeah. for a night of Suits Season in the hotel room. Suits, yeah. digging in, got my suit on. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I've had people who I trust 
recommend it, right? Um, and go, oh, you know, why aren't you watching Suits? And you just, oh, just don't Didn't need to. Didn't get to it. Didn't get to it. Didn't get to it. I feel like I'm watching most of the good stuff. Mm. Uh, I think Suits. I don't think I'm being offensive when I say Suits is second tier for a lot of people. <laughs> it's no one's going. Oh, you know, Sopranos, Mad Men, Suits, the best television of all yeah. time. It's kind of you know, it's in the billions. It's in. It's in. The, it's it's in like a billions, <laughs> which I have watched. So if you want, if you're gonna go, you're not watching enough suit based stuff. Yes, I am. <laughs> it, I agree. Well, he sometimes wear a polo. It's just. It's just <laughs> billions. It's just tier two. Yeah, but Paul, very, Gi- Paul very, Giamatti's always in a suit. Very entertaining. Very entertaining, but yeah. disposable. Yeah. Um, and Grey, that, uh, do you know Grey's Anatomy is still going? By the way, Jesus. <laughs> that's that was, tier three. <laughs> that is now tier three, and that's it an used example. to be tier one. Absolutely, and that's well, it used I, to be used to be no, must see TV. It, it was tier one yeah. when it's first year, but I, it's like I don't know. It's, I didn't it, know it's that. still going. It's crazy. So that Ellen actually, Pompeo, she's still still on it. She's still on it. She, she must be driving. Rich as God. Oh my gosh, she drives to to set in her gold. She owned two hospitals by now. <laughs> as pure money makers. <laughs> The, the, it's interesting you bring up though that it's yep. it's not tier one because mm. the the people I've overheard twice on two separate occasions the couples talking about it are going, oh look I gave it a go yes. and then one, one person used the word trashy which I think is probably unfair yes. but that to them that's how it seemed yes, but they would think entourage is trashy yeah they're, they're probably like I, I liked the crown mm. um, let's have a look at suits and yeah. to them okay compared to the crown it's trashy. Yeah. That seemed unfair, but that was the gist of both of these conversations. And I thought to myself, that's probably happening worldwide. Yes. Um, what I've actually done is prepare a what I believe to be an accurate snapshot mm-hmm. of the head, the showrunner, the boss of Suits, the guy in charge of the show of Suits, talking to his team over the last few weeks because yep. they would have noticed yep. there's this huge interest worldwide in Suits yes. suddenly. Um, so in this in this small piece of um, – I've got Jack to accompany me on guitar. Lovely. That's really nice. Um in this, I remember I'm playing the boss of the show, mm-hmm. um, and Jack is all the other people that work on the show. Okay, um, and at this, I've tried to capture really what I think's going on at mm-hmm. Suits headquarters, really from the Royal Wedding, which was May 19, yep. till present day. Go for it. Here we go. May 21. Hey guys, great news! I've really been noticing the downloads of our show Suits rocketing up. Looks like word is finally getting out that this show is the show to watch if you want snappy drama. Whatever it is you guys are doing, good job. Keep it up. Congratulations on the downloads, but I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves. Is it possible that all the streaming is just the interest in the royal wedding? May 22. Guys, I've heard a few whispers that people think the recent number bump is because of Megan, who used to work on our show. I honestly don't think that's the case. I think people are genuinely loving the show, irrespective of that, as they should. We're almost positive that it's the wedding bump that is causing it. We think people only download because they heard Meghan Markle's on the show. May 25th. Guys, I don't want to hear any more Meghan Markle talk. Bottom line, if these numbers hold, we are on track to become the biggest show in the world. I think we should be celebrating. In fact, I've asked Mary to book that Italian place, Dominicio's. I know it's expensive, but uh, we're going to have some more money coming in and I think we should celebrate the success of the show. The wedding bump, it is the wedding bump. I swear the extra numbers is the wedding bump. May 27. Guys, I can't stress this enough. There is to be no more wedding talk. The download numbers, which admittedly have plateaued a little bit today, are still irregularly high. That's the headline we should be talking about. Wedding bump. May 30. 
guys, something's happened. I'm talking to our tech guys about it. I don't know. I think there might have been a glitch or something, but it seems like the downloads are quite a long way down today. I'm going to get back to you. We can assure you that there's nothing wrong with the download stats. It's the wedding bump. It is the wedding bump. May 31. Okay, gang. Bit of an announcement. I just got out of a meeting with the tech guys. As I feel I said all along, yes, there has been a bit of an uptick in our streams and downloads, but I do think that was probably due to global interest in Megan from the show who married a member of the British royal family. That interest does seem to have slowed down now and viewing viewing levels are returning to the normal fan base levels we've always had. I would just like to caution anyone about looking at those recent past few days figures as any kind of new normal. It's not. Are we still on for Dominicios this week? I have cancelled our booking at Dominicios. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. I would I'd be really surprised if that's not happening. <laughs> hey, um, Hogs joined us, a good friend of the show and of the people, uh, explaining his, um, the way his car got stolen yeah. just recently uh, on the podcast, a few weeks ago now. And uh, I hadn't really talked about it much with him since. And I said, oh, what was the fallout from your car being stolen? Because from memory, it got stolen yep. and dinged into a tree and mm. he was, fingers crossed for a write-off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's all fine. Yeah, he got the write-off. Yes. Great. Uh, and um, the other thing was we were going to play golf. He said, don't have any golf clubs. His golf clubs were in the car. His golf clubs have been stolen. I oh, know. Right. <laughs> don't smirk at me. They've actually been stolen. <laughs> I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> And he picked the wrong day to hide all his wife's diamonds in his golf bag. Well, Am I right? Not those diamonds whose receipts got damaged in that hailstorm. Well, yeah, those diamonds. Uh, when it rains, it pours on your receipts. Am I well, right, guys? It's funny you say that because she, she, he, he said to the lady, she's like, was there anything in the car? And he's like, well, yeah, there was. He goes, my golf clubs were in the car. She said, how much are they? And he said, well, they're about $2,000. I had my kids' scooters in there. And before he could get to his diamonds, Diamonds. The lady went, oh, look, I'll stop you there. Um, you've only got $500 worth of cover for the actual items in your car. So he's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> so he did tear up his list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what a bummer. Yeah. Remember the when big... your Palm Pilot got stolen out of your car? <laughs> yeah, the Pinty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, um... Sorry, guys, we'll do reminiscing after the show. Off mic. A bigger bummer was his wedding ring was in his golf bag. Was it? Yes. It actually was. Just so, hang on, Jack, turn the mics off for a sec. Yeah. Are we just helping Hawks out? <laughs> because he's lost his wedding ring. No. He, I know he takes it off from time to time. Has he he's, just he just took it off and lost it? Yeah, he's it, no no, he's it was in it was in the bag. For real? Yep, for real. Right, Mark's back. Mark's back. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. That doesn't sound any good. Poor guy. He must be devastated. I know how much he loves that ring. <laughs> Well, I go to Hogs. Oh wow! I can't. You've been married for nearly ten years. I can't believe you've got that. He goes, couldn't believe it either. Couldn't have had it on. Did he lose it for some time? I go. Couldn't, well, this is where I was like, couldn't believe it, mate. I thought you'd lost it because you lost it for a bit. Yeah, found it again. <laughs> I remember him losing it, it for quite a while. And I was like, yeah, but that was like in the first three years. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I said, so you've done like eight years of um, keeping of, it on. Of keeping it on. He's, he said, not exactly. Not exactly. Oh, wait, what do you mean? He said, 
I think I thought I told you this. He goes, it was stuck in the car vent, like the front like car vent, which does the demister on your front windscreen. Right. He goes, it got stuck in there. But he knew it was in there. He goes, knew it was there. And I said, how long for it? Three years. <laughs> so it's like a safe. So I said, do you think about getting it? I was like, no, because I just knew where it was. And I actually, for, that, for that three years, I felt very, very at peace until yep. Kate went, hey, I think it's time to try and get the ring out. And he said, just be a warning. We know where it is right now. Put it on those fingers. It's out and about in public. It's dangerous. It was $1,500 to take off the whole. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like it got, he had to take off the whole dash to get it out. And then immediately he's got it stolen. (laughs) (laughs) The irony being, if it was still in the vent, they did recover the The car. car. It would have still been in there. Hey, and a bit of a food scoop. Uh, oh, I love for a food scoop. Well, I'm a bit late to the party with this food scoop. I somehow miss it. Like we all, we all know and love M and M's. We all know and love M and M minis. Ah, uh, not so much. You don't love a mini? To no. you don't like the shell the, to chocolate ratio? Yeah, the shell to chocolate ratio is a right. skew, and that's why um, the the original M and M reigns supreme. Yep, you like just the perfect ratio. Okay. I. I think I've talked about this before, but when the last year sometime the M&M block, this is not what I want to talk about, but may as well throw it out there, the block came out, mm. the M&M block, it features crushed up yeah. minis essentially in the block, and to which I just went, this is brilliant. They obviously just stand at the M&M factory, all the minis that get spilled on the floor or whatever or damaged, <laughs> <laughs> just sweep them into the block. Yeah. It's, they're, they're unbelievable. The block's fantastic, the yeah. peppermint one as well. I can't fault it, mm-hmm. and it's so smart because it's just using the waste product of all the smashed up minis, <laughs> even if they have to supplement it with fresh minis that they smash up. Yep. So we all know and love the M&M Mini. I saw the other day Mini Smarties. Ooh. Did you know there's Mini Smarties? So they're not Smarties Minis. They're right. called Mini Smarties. Yep. And I went, hmm, <laughs> gee, that rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that does remind me of another... Circular candy product that also bought out a smaller version and branded it with the word mini. Now, to be fair to Smarties, M&M put the word mini at the end of their product yep. and mini Smarties have put the word at the start of their product. Yes. But it does. But a keen eye will. A keen, <laughs> keen eye, keen which eye. I like to think I have, will notice some similarities uh, in the move. Yes. In the move that Smarties has made here because M&M minis Obviously, you've been doing so well. Can I ask a question about Smarties versus m and I hope you do because I've actually researched this heavily. Okay. Would we all agree, particularly people of our age, Ham, yep. I'm a bit older, but that Smarties really had – Smarties was MySpace. Yeah. Smarties had full control when yeah, we were did. growing up. 100% market share. M&M's, M&M's were nowhere to be seen. And like M&M's MySpace, were an American novelty. Yeah. Like a Reese's Pieces now still is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I support Reese's, <laughs> and I support love his pieces. Love his pieces, but just it not a... not fan of his bits. Never had one, but his pieces are lovely, and I'm glad he separated his bits and pieces because it's obviously proved successful. <laughs> so, so at some point, Smarties, yeah, similar to MySpace, got lazy. They got caught flat-footed. They got caught flat-footed. Absolutely, Eminem has come over the top. Yeah, and if you asked us, if you asked us in the nineties. How and why they got caught flat-footed? <laughs> as as candy analysts, as lolly analysts, we would have said, well, because they they got 
Trump, they got usurped mm. by a superior technology because M&M's melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Yes. And Smarties got caught being lazy with a meltable dye <laughs> yeah. on their candy shell. Yep. They got caught napping yes. because they thought they had total dominance. Yes. Just like MySpace got caught napping. Yep. And M&M's came in and they said, look, hold these all day yeah, if you want. Yeah. We, you know, if it wasn't for health reasons, we wouldn't even sell them with a bag <laughs> because you could just carry them around all day and at the end of the day they're going to be in mint condition yes. and you cannot say that about a Smartie. No. And we all jumped ship. Yep. I definitely remember the time. And we'd, we'd eat Smarties if they were there. We weren't going to say no to them. <laughs> no. But they got relegated to birthday cakes. And very much so. Jack, is that true to you for you as well? Yeah. I remember Smarties <laughs> as a very young kid. But and then do you think? Not anymore. You, wouldn't, you would never go. Like, for instance, mm. it's, it was here. Remember Rove on, like, 2000 had a bowl of M&Ms? Yeah. You never have your bowl of Smarties. I mean, that would have been a slightly embarrassing thing to do. <laughs> and you're right. They got relegated to birthday cakes purely a, because and, and they had a, a range of colours. I think the original M&Ms weren't colourful, if I remember correctly. I think they are p- predominantly browns. I do remember browns, but, but I think they were colourful. But they, I think because they wanted to distance themselves from they just Smarties. Were and then over, over time, they're like, let's just be Smarties. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> M&M's were smarter yeah. than Smarties. Like Nova FM, it sounds different. Then they just eventually got around to sounding the same, and yeah. that's fine. Nice little whack of a former competitor. <laughs> <laughs> but a, worth, a, a worthy whack yeah. and an honest one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to enter the market. Well, there's no Smarties. So you don't go to Times Square and you see the Smarties store. No. So, they, I mean, they were the company that got caught napping. I know they're owned by Nestle, and they're trying to do things now, and they're trying to funk it up. They're making the blocks as well. Mm. They very much just looked at M&Ms and went, what, can you guys tell us what you're doing? <laughs> and then said, look, it's not rocket science. We got, you can't make them bigger. It's yeah. too much chocolate. So we just made them smaller. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that Smarties took so long to come out with yeah. a mini version. Yeah. It does make you. You mean it, it? I think we can say with absolute certainty that yeah. this scene took place at Nestle headquarters. You got the Smarties think tank yeah. where they've been told, "Look, M M&M and Minis are killing us. Yes. Come up with something else." And they've they probably said day one, "Well, look, we could just do it too because no, no, we'll no, be no, honest no. with you. Do that. Let's not do that. Well, guys. just hear us out. We'll yeah. be honest with you. Can't make them bigger. It's too much chocolate. Uh, yeah. It'll just be like eating a football of chocolate. I don't mind the over bigger <laughs> one. Maxis in, in a pack, <laughs> like a taco. Yeah. <laughs> Like two taco shells together. Like one M&M, one Smartie. I was thinking that big. I was thinking more like like a Barocca pack. Oh, yeah. So it comes in single ones by themselves. No, I was thinking Like Mentos and you kind of push out a Yeah, you enjoy one. (laughs) But, you know, you can get the bags of Smarties now at the supermarket. Smarties mono would be an interesting invention. One big Smartie in a bag that's the size of two taco shells together. Mm. That would be... But again, the smarty scientists would have said, that's all we've got. We go up, we go down. Yeah. Down is better. Yep. It's more versatile. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Have a think about it. Get back to me. Mm. I want to hear your ideas. Every week he would have gone in going, what do you got? We keep telling you we should just go small. Yeah. No, we can do better than that. Until eventually they've gone, yeah, okay, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're and then right. They've missed the boat. They've missed the boat. Yeah. Uh, and now left. It was. I reckon, from what I can tell, it was ten years gap between M M&M and M Mini and and Mini Smarties coming out. Idiots. Idiots. But again, we we're not sponsored, so <laughs> Smarties. If you think if we're missing anything, let us know. <laughs> Hey, 
a very amazing power move submission has oh, come in. I, that is, of course, now the universal noise of power moves. Jack does it without us knowing he's going to do it, which yeah. is his attempt at a power move, to which we say, you're going to have to try a little harder than that to power move us, Mr. Mm. Post. And I am so glad we're talking power moves. The the response and the flood of power moves coming from people is phenomenal. Yes. Um, I'd love oh, to be- just throw a quick one in. I really want this one to be the focus. And it can it'll, be. It'll, it'll come for all I got two, I got a quick one. Two quick ones. Go for it. Go for it. Two quickies. Two quickies. <laughs> There's so many. I've had to whittle them down to my absolute faves. Okay. Really, really quick one from Patrick. Mm. Uh, myself and most of my friends all used to smoke. You'd be familiar with this one, Andy. You've probably done this power move. <laughs> the good news about Patrick is he used to smoke. Yeah, I don't you smoke. can take a little, little note from that. Yes. Uh, great one for you to try when you're out on the balcony. People and offer me cigarettes now when I'm out. Do this. Do yeah. this. Okay. Well, so he goes, a power move I love was to prepare a cigarette. So have one in his mouth. Yeah. Stand a distance away from the victim and go, hey, has anyone got a lighter? Mm. And he goes, a common thing in our group was, we, you know, we'd chuck people a lighter. Like yep. if you're 10 metres away, people like to throw things. People like to catch things. Yep. It's a fun thing to do in a group. When someone threw the lighter to him, as it was in midair, he'd raise his hand, which already had a lighter in it, <laughs> and, and start lighting a cigarette, and their lighter would crash to the floor, and he'd pay it no mind. Great power move. Great, Great power, power move. <laughs> you hurt yourself for a second. Yes. I thought you'd like the second. Comes in from uh, comes in from Dylan Highland. Uh, sorry, Dale Highland, mm-hmm. a valued and important podcaster. He goes, look. Uh, this is generally best to use at work with someone that's in a, a higher or more powerful position. He then writes, for comedic relief in this scenario, I'll use the name Jack as someone in a superior position. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So he's already got us giggling. Uh, very, very simple. Uh, it, it's your opening move to the pow- to the alpha dog here, the person in the powerful position. You're yep. welcome. <laughs> G'day, Jack. How are you? Everything's still pretty quiet at your end. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He goes, you've just made two things happen. They can either seem like they don't do anything by agreeing with you or you've forced the superior person to justify their position and work ethic to you. I love it. They are both very I good. Mean, I, did it, I did it to my wife yesterday. It's not, it's not great for wives. But it definitely works in a work scenario. Because I just got, no, it hasn't been quiet. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to do a funny thing. It's not funny. <laughs> Um, the reason why this one caught my eye yeah. is it's good, yeah. but it also comes in from someone that we really like on this show. Not. Who? Well, not Jeff the Machine Knight. Close. Jeremy Irvine, our favourite actor. Oh. <laughs> yes! Our favourite human actor! Yes. Obviously, besides the horse in War Horse, he was the, be- he was the, the star, he, he the was human the, star. He was the lead human actor in War Horse. In Steven Spielberg's War Horse. And the horse in War Horse is our favourite animal actor, and Jeremy's our favourite human actor. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we love that film, because both our favourite actors are in it. Human and animal. Human and equine. Yeah. And oh, that is huge. I was surprised, because I thought, Jeff the Machine Knight, he can't have done another one. He already did one the other week. Yes. No, Jeremy, Jeremy Irvine, Irvine, obviously, and people may... Ambassador for Google Andy him. by Hamish. Um, he was on set. Uh, he filmed Mamma Mia 2 uh, he sprayed as, as Pierce Brosnan's son, I think. Or, sprayed, or younger, no, younger Pierce Brosnan. He I think. sprayed Andy by Hamish on Pierce Brosnan yeah, for us. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. He comes in and says, uh, I've got a, my favourite power move that I use on my girlfriend. <laughs> wow. He said, ingredients, Colin. <laughs> 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 one, you must have one very angry girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they're not talking to you for a couple of days kind, okay? Interesting you, time to yes. choose to use a power move. Yes. Also, you must be in the wrong. Can do. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, for me, forgetting plans that she'd put in the diary months before is, is normally where yep. it works. He goes, two, you need a bunch of flowers and a card. Okay. Instructions column. Because at the moment, people will be hearing this going, hey, Jeremy, this seems like yep. a basic 101 play. Yes. But I suspect not. Allow her to stew until boiling. <laughs> leave, and leave unattended on the stove <laughs> Return home with a big bunch of flowers And a card Oh boy Let her see the flowers first Allow the anger to briefly melt away from her face And give her the card Which you've simply written on I forgive you <laughs> <laughs> And the flowers are for someone else <laughs> Or just no, for the she house. Can have the, she can have the flowers. Oh, she have the flowers as well. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a like, power move, bring it home, <laughs> sit down at the kitchen table, write card and flowers to someone else no. and, and send them. <laughs> no, it's I forgive you flowers. Yeah, I forgive you is good. I forgive you flowers is great. Fantastic. Well done, That's Jeremy. That's actually really good And nice move. to have you back. I might actually do mm. this tonight mm. to because Zoe's a bit angry at me for do, trying the odd everything's still quiet at your end. <laughs> might bring her on I forgive you bunch. <laughs> Hey, two weeks ago, yeah. James Bay came in and helped put together a song for us. It's turned out to accidentally be a masterpiece. Um, we the people were asking for the song, the Learning to Surf song, which is called uh, Two Foot Tony or yeah. One Knee. No, it's called Two Foot. It's Tony. called Two Foot Tony. <clears throat> people would know now because it's become part of the lingo, part yep. of the culture. Mm. That you One Knee Noni is certainly an acceptable thing to be. Yeah. But if you're a One Knee Noni, you like to play it safe. Yes, you're a conservative. Yeah. You. Would you don't want to risk the house? You declare everything at tax time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, certainly not but, a Jack Post. His no. <laughs> affairs, I would suggest Ooh. warrant and deep digging yeah. into. Yes, I was the audit him. <laughs> so Jack certainly a two foot Tony when it comes to tax time, <laughs> leaping straight to his feet, risking it all. Um, if he tumbles over, yes, he'll go to jail. <laughs> but, but if he surfs at the moment, his he's wave of lies. Ten. If he serves his ways of lies and creative accounting all the way into shore, he'll be a hero. We're referring to when you're learning to surf. You <laughs> Not can. a lot of laughs coming from Jack's side of the table. Well, if we want to be really honest yeah. about the conversation we once had, you guys said to me, yeah. the advice you gave was, oh, they'll never check someone on your level. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the advice. That might have been years ago, yeah, back before not. you were charging us for um, yeah. uh, yeah. access to our podcasting data. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so we're referring to, we were referring to a song called, called Two For <laughs> <laughs> Before it became a kamikaze attempt for us all to take each other down. <laughs> yes. Two Foot Tony, the song where a surfing song and, of course, getting up on two feet straight away That's opposed gutsy. to having one knee. Yeah. Um, one knee a, down. Is a, is a preferred method yep. of trying to get up on a board. Um a girl called Jack Host, so maybe she's a Jacqueline or a Jacqueline, I don't yeah, know. Uh, Host. Her, Jack Center. She could be. Uh, has written in Ham and she said, guys, I recorded a full cover version of Two Foot Tony. What a beautiful gesture. And it mm. doesn't surprise me though because when James Bay came in and put the music to the lyrics we'd written, mm. 
we all still, weeks later, and probably for years to come, we'll be singing the song in our head. It's such a catchy tune. She said the song really touched me um, as a non-surfer yep. and even a non-beach attender. Yeah, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. Uh, I've got very... I've got incredibly fair paper white skin. Right. Um, I was inspired to potentially one day give it a go. Um, so if she it said, gets just one person in the surf hand, no, it's done its job. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, because as the famous song goes, it's well worth learning to surf. She said, I tried to capture my emotion. Um, it's a troubling thing for me to get out there. And uh, I think she's nailed it. Have a listen.
She can play, can't she? What a musician. Yeah. Um, that was stunning. That was stunning. I The only beef I've really got yeah. is I was watching Jack's face during that. Yeah. Not, what's, what's up with you today, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Not punk enough what? for you? Why weren't you getting into that? <laughs> I was. I was. I, here's was what I, I think. Here's what I think. He didn't like. Her name's Jack Host, yeah. so he's already feels thre- he feels threatened because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's Jack Post. Yeah. So he's going. Ooh. Yeah. Jack usually brings songs to the show, yep. so he's feeling threatened on the musical front. Yep. And mm. she's a better musician than mm. you. And you, I think you. True let- that during one point during that song, you said, "I'll bring it home, Jack." And I, my ah. thought was, you never say that to me when I'm playing my song. <laughs> I think we found it. Yeah, yeah. I think well, we got I, a little close to home there yeah. for where Jack sees himself. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, well, there is throw, r- enough pie for everyone. Well, you don't have to be playing a greedy music game going, <laughs> I'm the only musical Jack around here. To, th- to throw one more ingredient in the... Uh, in the jealousy slurpy yeah. <laughs> smoothie that he's, he's, he's slurping on over there. Yeah. Let's give Jack host... A coin. Of course we should. Absolutely. <laughs> Jack will probably try and claim it on his taxes, which we know are a big lie. Well, one other exciting piece of family news, Ando, yes. is that um, a member of the team mm. obviously thought this show wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, young yep. Cackling Jack, mm. uh, no, in all seriousness, has grown up and left the family... Unit yep. that was this show. Mm. And I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm well, still, no, no, still still got a house. It was actually, it's like your exact current life. Still <laughs> living at home, but um, <laughs> married and off enjoying other things. <laughs> now, Jacko, you're going to be doing a breakfast radio show, doing Melbourne in Breaking Melbourne, radio, yep. which is a huge city for those living elsewhere. Oh yeah, it's like ten times Cork. <laughs> you're in Ireland. <laughs> ten Corks equals one Melbourne. Yeah. And um, we're very very proud. We mm. are excited. We mm. can't wait to hear you on air. You with Christian O'Connell, who long time listeners. Of this show would know is a good buddy of all of ours yep. from uh, Absolute Radio yeah. in the UK. He's coming. He's he's making a bit of an Oz change. He's yes. decided I want to live in Australia, and has hand selected mm. Jack. Well, I think I got a lucky bounce there because he'd worked with uh, this show before. Yep. He doesn't know anyone here. Yeah. So when he yeah. was coming here, he's like, oh, "I know three people: Hamish, Andy, and Jack. You guys are busy." So he chose <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> and it'll prove to be a be. great choice. It will prove to be a very yeah, very yeah, good yeah. choice. Um, the same way we got you. There was no one really all around to push the buttons. We couldn't believe you were doing it. Um, but we really, it's its exciting. It is like Annie and I are sort of like, I feel like we're the old parents in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and we're yeah. still in the bed and we yep. can't get out there and run through the streets. <laughs> so you go out, go you out do your work, you yes. you know, make good contacts, impress everyone. And Christian, in this analogy, is the grandpa? Or no, I think no, no, Christian's Willy Wonka. He's Willy Wonka. Wonka. Yeah. Probably you, more you Gene get, Wilder than... Johnny Depp. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, more of an English slant. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the end of the story is, though, you get rich and come and share it with us. Yes. Like, come back to the house and bring Remember your, that bit. That's bring, important You know, bit. come and rescue us. Yes. Is um, that what happens at the end of Charlie's Truck? Well, doesn't he inherit the that, whole Wonka fortune? I thought he fl- floated away in the glass elevator and that was the end that's of the a day. metaphor for his bank account balance going. <laughs> no, Wonka goes away, doesn't he? And then Charlie stays I, and has doesn't the he whole, go, he gets the whole He goes, factory. this is all for you. And he, he, I needed someone that cared about candy as much as I. Yeah, it's, it's probably you insinuated. Say, I'll go nick off in the elevator, and and look, it doesn't. I think it it suggests that he's going to help out his family. Yeah, you don't see the scene where he goes back and says, "Here's, Here's a your new cut. bed." <laughs> yes, guys, I've brought with me my lawyer, yeah. and he's giving you a four point five percent equity share, which I know sounds low, <laughs> but let me show you the books. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at our cash flow, our EBITDA, yeah. like this is big. Um, mm. We've got the, almost no overheads. The the Oompa Loompas work for free. Yep. So you have a very <laughs> low workforce overhead. Yeah, so there is not that scene in the book. No. But 
you, um, you know, you're going now. You will inherit um, Christian's <laughs> show. I guess yeah. what we're saying is, and, uh, then, and then yeah, bring us back. Then, I, guess, I guess we're sort of seeing you as a double operative, aren't we? Yeah. Bring him down, steal the show, and bring back the gobstopper and place it in front of you guys. That's no, it. well then you're Wonka, so. Doesn't make sense. I think I confused everyone with the Wonka thing. What we're meant to really be saying here is good, good luck. luck. You're going to do great. If and bring every... back half my money to give to you guys. Oh, that's an optional, but you said it. <laughs> if, um, but anyway, in Melbourne, listening, that wants to listen to the Breaky Show, it will start, what's the actual date? Monday, that's June? Starts on Monday. This Monday. This Monday, yeah, this June Monday. 4. And the, there'll be a daily podcast as well, mm. if you can fit that's two podcasts. That's probably where we draw the line of no, the promotional shit. I would awful. not listen to the podcast. <laughs> that is, that from, stinks, Jack. Even just from talking to Christians, he's only been here for a few days. What he's preparing oh is gosh. very much have it now or have it never <laughs> yeah, product exactly. for radio. I didn't think you'd fling poop in our face <laughs> we try so to do heavily. something nice yeah. you try to do something nice yep. uh, re- regretfully <laughs> I do really appreciate it and I thank you guys stand by the it. message uh, if you're in Melbourne do listen to the breakfast show with Jack and Christian um, but again yeah we couldn't stress more that it will ser- it's going to be basically it's going to be smoked salmon at a barbecue yeah don't eat it now yeah. certainly wouldn't eat it later <laughs> All right, Ando, I had to end on a sour note. Yep. I think it's been a lot of fun today. But an issue has come to my attention. The issue is a unfortunate rocky patch in the otherwise Teflon smooth scenario mm. of you living with your girlfriend, Beck, yes. at uh, her house or your house. You Both of you own the house. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's both don't of you. We both don't own the house. It's we both of your houses. We left live there, yeah. But it's Beck and Andy's house. Yep. Correct. Just double checking. <laughs> I mean, I know a long, long time ago you lived there by yourself. Yes. Since you moved in, it's both of your house. Yes. And as both as part of that, you. So you know your name's on the title to the house. Yes. But her her owner. her name <laughs> is interesting. You bring up ownership because her name's on the title to the fish, uh, Fido. Yes, we that, both that, own the fish. Actually, she owns the fish. Right. I'm glad you say that because I know it's been a bit of an issue. Mm. Uh, you want to get rid of the fish. No, and no. And I saw. I knew I this know. day would come. That's. Beck. I think that's been horribly twisted. Beck joins us now. Beck. Um, hello. Hello. These are the facts as I understand them. Andy, after a long reign of pretending to like the fish because <laughs> you like animals a lot more than Andy does, after a long reign of pretending to like it, finally the day has come where he feels comfortable enough, maybe he thinks he's done enough good things in the relationship <laughs> that he can cover for the fact he's trying to evict the fish and dump it into a pond somewhere. I Not somewhere. Dad's got a pond at his place. I just thought for the sake of the fish, it's getting a little bigger. It could want to, might have want a bigger home. No, that fish is not going to last a second in that big pond. I'll get one second. <laughs> <laughs> well, It'll be gobbled up. Andy, It'll be gobbled up by what? Andy, Beck <laughs> cares a- for the fish and she'd like you to at least continue to pretend to care. Now, <laughs> Beck has in Beck's gone and got legal advice. Oh right, from me. <laughs> I will be representing Beck in this matter, and it pains me because I've had such a fun time with you today, mate, to give you this legal letter oh, on behalf of Beck's lawyer. You may read it out. Okay, so I've given it to him, Beck. Dear Mr. Lee, my name is Hamish, and my brother used to be a lawyer. So it gives you a bit of the understanding of the guns we're coming at you with. <laughs> I'll be representing Fido in this matter. That's the fish's name. It has come to my attention you are attempting to forcibly remove Fido from his true owner, Rebecca Harding's possession, citing falsely that sending a, fish, a house fish to, a, to the wild would benefit the fish. 
Well, yeah, you did see that angle, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I remind you, sir, I'm on the other team. <laughs> Stop letting me know when I've scored a goal. <laughs> this is a classic power move from a human to a fish, and it's not the move... <laughs> It's not the move of a legend. It's the move of an arsehole. <laughs> you, sir, you are an arsehole. <laughs> Respectfully. If you continue to push for Fido's relocation, Rebecca and I will demand your relocation from the house for 24 hours. We must live in the same pond as you are demanding Fido live. Yep. This is my final offer. Sincerely, Hamish Blake, brother of former lawyer. So there are the terms. If you want Fido to go and live in a pond, mm. you must spend twenty four hours in the same pond. So you have an that's appre- fair. I think that's fair. So you have an appreciation of Andy's consideration. I don't, I don't think you'd like to spend in there either. Andy's consideration. I did not expect him to consider it. Becky really, really wants this fish gone. Oh no. Four hours? No. Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours is fair. Four hours is a counter offer. No. <laughs> Can we meet somewhere in the middle? Uh, all right, we'll take sunrise to sunset. <laughs> there. I'll have a think about it and come back to you next show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really surprised. I sort of thought we'd have a laugh and that'd be it. But um, Beck, we got a uh, we got a case on our hands. <laughs> See you, Becca. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.